black but with brown skin. Is there any winning? Put in a box and boxes galore. Who exactly am I fitting in these things for? Within myself, I know the answer. My soul is contorted no longer. Masculine and feminine vibes encompass all areas of my life. Creator, writer, cousin, daughter, the list of who I am chops, changes and alters. As I find myself turning on this globe, no one identity can leave me striking just one pose. So create a box, I will not get in. I create my identity, trust me, there will never be a specific box I fit in. Um, just, just to give you a flavour of what our podcast is about, um, our podcast is that what we're doing is we're looking at um, issues to do with racial injustice. Um, and some of that is around, you may or may not know, things to, in connection with the Brixton riots that happened in 1981, which is a long time ago, it's like 40, over 40 years ago. But also in relation to some of the issues that have arisen in uh, Black Lives Matters, which is much more recent, um, and, and, and other things and other opinions that you may have on the subject. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, Bulma. Good morning. I'm Bulma. Um, I'm asked to be in a podcast, which is my first ever experience. So I look forward to it. What does community mean to you? Right. Um, I'm a people's person. So... Um, Community means a lot to me in the sense that you meet uh, meet people that I know, communicate with them, have something, you know, doing if you're going out, having a cup of tea, discussing issues of our community, a particular problem or happy, you know, progress in the community area. Um, so it means a lot to me and I always look forward and uh, I try as much as possible to take part when anything about community comes up. Um, you mentioned that when anything in the community um, pops up that you try to get involved, uh, is there anything that springs to mind that um, you, know, you really felt passionate about that you got involved with or felt strongly about in about community? Yes, I have been. Um, a very, very active, active member of Sodok and Lambert diabetic group. And um, I've taken part for over 30 years. Mm, yes, wow. and um, at a point I even got an award for championship raising funds, you know, so, but unfortunately since the COVID, I've slacked back. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, because of, you know, personal issues. What are your hopes for the future? And what do you hope um, the future will look like? In which case it is? Oh, good. <laughs> you take your time, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when my mom was alive, she used to say, where there is life, there is hope. That's what my mom would say. So as long as we are alive, we continue 
will continue to teach and teach. It's hard. Some, the teaching will make an effort, but the majority and other people, they just brush it aside. But that doesn't mean that we should stop. We can't. We have to teach them good and bad so that they can know the difference. And I'm just curious now, um, with regard to hope in the future, if money was no object, if power were no issue, what I'd love you just to just let your imagination flow. What would you like to see? What, what do you want to put in place for the community? Um, without money, power, let everybody come together, look after one another, give the main thing that sustains life, food, probably accommodation, the little things that matters to life. There are those that need money, but money cannot buy you happiness. If you show a bit of love, a bit of concern that we are all together in it. Mm -hmm. Some people will have time to think and be happy and do what is good by maybe other human beings. That's how I see it. What does this community mean to you? Um, so if I had to describe it in words, I would say a safe place, um, I would say love, I would say comfortability, but essentially somewhere where you can go that has a group of people that you're familiar with and have, I would say, a mutual interest in something. Um, yeah, I think community is very important. I think everybody needs a community that they're a part of. Um, I think Black Lives Matter is is very important. So going back to community, I guess it's kind of like a community, a safe haven. It allows black people to know that they are being heard, um, that their stories are not being untold. So I think for me, it's very important and not on a cliche type answer, it's important because we need to know that these things are happening and we need to know that there are things being done about it and there are a group of people willing to go above and beyond rather than just typing the hashtag BLM, like we're doing things, so yeah, it's an important movement. I tend to be a part of different initiatives that raise awareness to different opportunities. So I think that's one way of doing things like not limiting young black people and then also doing things, educating yourself. So for me, I used to get really upset because people were like, go educate yourself. What does that actually mean? How do you educate yourself? So like reading books, at the beginning of 2021, I started to read like a lot of books um, written by black authors, um, just to hear like different experiences, mostly based on Africa, but educate myself, watching the news, listening to podcasts um, and talking to people. So that's another way. I've joined an organization, um, it's called Young Brent Foundation and they're based in Brent. And I work with 14 to 17 year olds. Um, and essentially what I do is, my field is in project management and with the young kids, I'm not a youth worker, but again, as I said, I'm passionate about youth development, people development. So every week um, I teach young kids project management skills. And the whole initiative is 
they get 1,000 pounds to create their own projects. And um, it's, it's more to stop youth crime. It's more to give young people things to do, but it is based or focused on ethnic minorities. So black and Asian kids. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a great initiative because you literally see the different types of creative projects these young people come out with and it's, it's great to be a part of, yeah. What kind of things? Um, so with our first cohort, we had like a ready, steady cook competition. Um, so it was essentially teaching young kids cooking skills um, from different cultures. So the two cultures they focused on was the Caribbean and Pakistani cultures. The other one was our art rotation fair, so teaching young kids different art skills, so like henna, sand painting, um, rock painting, really cool. Um, and another one was like, it was like a big, it was basically to expose young kids to different types of activities. So one of the young people we're working with, he does snowboarding, he does roller skating, um, bringing young kids together to say like, look, there's all of these opportunities. So. My role there is they have the ideas, but how do you budget? How do you plan towards this? We have to teach them public speaking. So I guess for the future, I don't want like BLM or, you know, diversity and inclusion to be a buzzword. I want it to be, these are things that have been identified as issues and for people to actually create genuine solutions and like, yeah, they're not buzzwords, we're actually doing stuff about it. So that's my genuine hope. But as a young black person myself, I think it's just about continuing to like break barriers and continue to put my spaces, myself in spaces where it can allow me to flourish and allow other young black people to feel, yeah, I can do this too. Do you see a role for kind of theater and the arts in some of these kind of cultural societal shifts? I do, um, for many reasons. So I don't realize, so you hear a lot about like, um, you know, like in in Africa, I, I can only speak for Africans, but like, yeah, there's only like, you know, there's not a lot of um, options as a young black person. Your parents will kind of push certain career paths onto you. So for me, I had always had this, like theatre sounds so cool, but I never did it because it was just like, where's it really gonna take me? Even though I thought it was amazing, I couldn't see, even though like I watched movies, I couldn't see how it could be beneficial to me. And then thankfully there's um, Blue Elephant Theatre, so an organisation near my house, um, they were doing um, like a piece for adults. And I was like, I just did it because for fun, but it was one of the best things for me. Um, allowed me to be expressive and the particular show that we're doing allowed us to tell our stories and I think that was one way to educate um, educate the wider audience on like the different communities there are. Um, I think theatre is it's definitely a great way to express yourself. I think also kind of moving away but like for like mental health like I feel like it's a good thing to kind of just go out and do stuff that's different to your day-to-day if, if it's not your main profession, that's different to your day-to-day -day and it allows you to meet different people and be a part of something. But I think mainly the stories told, like the arts, theatre can definitely play like a big role in exposing and raising awareness for sure. Yeah. Awesome. I'm conscious of the time. I feel like we could keep talking. And I actually want to like hear more about <laughs> your job and other things. Um, Princess, are you okay if we switch to you now? Thanks for being patient. I thought your sister did an amazing job. 
So what does community mean to you? When you think about community, what, what do you think it means? I think it means like what, like what we're doing right now or um, yeah, or what we do in other places. Like if you're sp like, what I mean, what you're doing in other places, like speaking to other people and like you go to somewhere and it's like a community. Yeah. Would you say like your drama class is a community? <laughs> Why is your drama class a community? Because like it's bringing, I don't know. No, be confident. Why, why would you say your drama class is a community? Because it's bringing everyone together and like it's making more people come to that place. Exactly. Perfect. Can you tell me more about what you guys do together? The drama. Mm -hmm. um, we play games, we make shows and we all make new friends, it's, yeah. And how does that make you feel? Happy. Can you describe what it's like when you guys are playing those games? What it feels like, what, what it, it's like in the room? It feels happy, it feels amazing. Cause like you're playing with all your friends and you get to see the people that you really like and stuff like that. Do you feel like when you're there, you feel freer to express yeah. yourself yeah. and play? Mm -hmm. I really do. Cause drama is a place to like stay calm and act. Yeah. So what are your hopes for the future of Princess? What do you think the, the future will look like? Um, probably, I don't know yet. I think it will look, I don't, actually don't know. What would you like it to look like? I want the like place to be like everyone's being like more happier and um yeah. What do you think would make them happier? Like not feeling stressed out or like having to do errands that are really busy, like you have to do one in his like one at one in one minute. Like basically, so for um, for example, say you have to do something, and you have to do another thing at the same time, yeah, and then you have to just be doing yeah all this stuff. Like squeezing in an interview at Young Vic before you have a full day of other things to do. Yeah. What do you think would help people from being less stressed and would help them feel more happy? Like not thinking about it. So. Basically, doing the first thing first that you need to do, and then not think about the other thing that you need to do. That's what I think. What is your advice for other people? For example, for me, what would you be your advice for me to feel less stressed or try playing more? Or um, probably advice. I think sometimes just don't think about what's happening. Like, but what I said before, don't like, don't think about the next thing that's happening. Do one thing at first, don't literally rush. Yeah. You like to experience things. What makes you try things all the time? Um, like, try things. Try different things. You like meeting um, new people? Yeah, I like meeting new people. And yeah, and making new friends because I can't just have the same old friends all the time. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was the same. <laughs> it's very brave, I think. Mm -hmm. Very yeah. brave.
Amazing, that's that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Gloria Awero speaking. I will be interviewing my dad. His name is Mr. Joseph Awero, and he is 84 years old. He'll be speaking on our podcast today. I'm Bishop Joseph Awero of uh, Waterloo. And uh, I've been uh, in law for many years. I would have been thinking of about 25 to 30 years. And uh, How long have you lived in Lambeth? I've lived in Bad Lambeth for about the same time. And I've had uh, nearly all my children and uh, grandchildren in the area. So what does community mean to you? Community personally means uh, neighborliness. That is, uh, you get to know one another, uh, and if possible, be helpful to one another. For example, with regards to uh, 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 comforting uh, people who might be bereaved and rejoicing with those who are rejoicing as in when they have uh, babies or they have promotions or they achieve uh, greatness in education like degrees or political uh, positions uh, which they can they may achieve by promotion or through elections. These are the things I uh, understand by uh, community, laborliness, and from there you can move forward to uh, nationhood as to what happens in the whole country. Thank you, Dad, mm. for that comprehensive um, definition of what community means to you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Okay, well, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, we would like to know what does community mean to you? Um, community means to me uh, a collective and basically um, there's, there's a, sometimes a common mission or there's a common goal, but it's, it's where people feel that they belong. And it could be as niche down or as specific as it wants to be, to be or needs to be. So it could be like a business community or it mm -hmm. could be an interest community, um, cultural, could be many different things. So it could be small, could be large, but it's just where people feel that they belong, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it's all about connection and caring for each other. Um, because if I think about any of the communities that I'm a part of, for example, I run a choir, and that is very much the ethos of that, is about coming together to do something fantastic, but it's also about how we take care of each other, how we support each other. So for me, community in the widest sense about that. Are there any social issues in particular that uh, you feel has affected your community? Big time. So if I think about my neighborhood community, um, I live in a community where the rich rub shoulders with the people who are not so rich and with the kind of like cost of living crisis that we're talking about now but has been happening for the last 10 years or so um the kind of focus that's been placed on it i think is inappropriate it's not enough 
the attitude of the elites and the ruling elites and the rich is that we'll give them crumbs and then make out that this is enough, we've done something for you. So I think for me, the social issues are quite expansive. Mm -hmm. um, I am concerned about what's happening in America. So with the reversal or the overturning of Roe and Wade, plus also one of the justices has actually called yesterday to review contraception, same-sex marriages, and there's another aspect. So in terms of, people have said for a long time, that Rowan Wade is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And when America sneezes, so the rest of the Western world catches a cold. So it does concern me. We had a conversation earlier about what could potentially happen here in terms mm -hmm. of reversal of certain laws, which I, I don't want to mention on for the podcast, but we just have to be aware. Mm -hmm. um, and media news isn't the only news. There are lots of really great media um, and, and independent journalists who need support. So I think it's really key that we just keep aw keep aware, keep aware, and not get too het up about the word woke because it's been misused, as so many things have been. What she said, really. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean, we were having this conversation through ten minutes ago. So you know, yeah, hundred percent. Thank you very much this morning for coming and joining us and giving up your time. Um, uh, I'd just like to say my name is Cherilyn and this is my colleague. Hello, my name is Gloria. Lovely to meet you. Would you like to introduce yourselves as well? Oh, yeah, and would um, you love to, like to introduce yourselves? Um, my name is Tramel. I'm 16 years old and I've just finished my GCSEs. My name is Ibrahim and I'm 16 year, years old. Um, I think community is a really strong thing. I believe it brings people together and it like it allows people to not feel lonely. A lot of people get left alone in schools mm, and yeah. they're, they're kind of separated because they don't fit in specifically. But nowadays, especially with the internet online, you can kind of find specifically where you fit in. And because the world is so large, there's definitely like there's definitely a couple people who have think, the same interest. Yeah, I think the same way as you. Yeah, and that allows you to kind of like feel connected with people and I think that's that that community and that togetherness allows everyone to find some sort of joy in this life basically yeah like, the online communities were especially important as well during lockdown people yeah. weren't allowed to go out like if there was no internet and we had the lockdowns well, it would have been a lot harder especially for people who live by themselves yeah. like luckily I've got quite a big family I've got about <laughs> I've got like nine siblings, so lockdown wasn't really boring for me, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. But, Lucky you, Tramel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for a lot of people, the online would have been... was really important for them. Um, what we'd really love to hear is, is what are your hopes for the future? And that can be personal, for yourself, for society. Um, if... just to also imagine, if money no object mm. and and um and having power was not an issue what would you like the future to look like if money like if, like if money wasn't an issue like i just no issue unlimited and and and, and you've got power they can learn about it a lot in geography mm -hmm. but we're really gonna screw over our planet with all the fossil fuels are burning it's gonna make more like extreme weather events happen, so it's going to be more cyclones, more tsunamis, earthquakes. All like, more, more earthquakes. 
and it's going to make food sources more scarce so droughts are going to become more severe going to be more common famine it's just like we need to prioritize our climate over profit yeah what do you want yeah, what do yeah. I want? Yeah. What do you want to see? What do I specifically want? Yeah. In the world. I would love to be an actor. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, I could, if I could be an actor straight up, that would be amazing. But also, I think black entertainment is becoming more like appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think before it wasn't as appreciated. Awful. I think stuff like that is beautiful. I think, I think we need more of that. I think everyone, every race, every gender has something to bring to entertainment and just just life in general just the, the biggest the bigger picture um yeah wow what a vision what would you like the future to be it can be personal or it could be for society or it could be a combination of both if i had the chance to to do something in particular, it would be first of all to well, I'll I'll just keep it simple. I'll start from Britain, um, the UK, and London and stuff, and it will be to create a situation where there's housing like Finland and stuff because I know it is possible. Um, it's create a situation where um, the option of being housed is is um, is is actually an option. You, you're able to have that option as opposed to you know things um, being the way they are now. And I say this because of a lot of um, in background knowledge in statistics and things, particularly that are there infrastructure that is there that is if. With, with all the things that expenditures being spent on, um, I think that really human aspect of being able to have people housed um, and not have, you know, the, the the terror and the actual pandemic of and the trauma, the like rekindled and unvisited and continuous and tumultuous trauma of people not being, not having the option of being housed. I think it all starts with that sort of, for me, it's as simple as that, um, as a start, for a start, you know. Yeah. Human libraries, that's an idea. A human library, sit down with an old school Caribbean or African person. I need to sit down with an old school pearly king, pearly queen, um, you know, and learn about the history, not what I was taught at school, because that was tinged with all sorts of things about um, people from the East End. But those things are important. I think human libraries would be an amazing, fantastic thing to do. That might be an idea, actually. <laughs> In terms of practical means of supporting and helping, I think it's the conversations to be had, have the frank conversations. I think it's about, um, perhaps even getting involved or supporting. There are allyships as well. So there are programs for people to become allies. There are books. We're here at South Bank at the moment. They have a really great bookstore. I've seen lots of really great books on anti-racism, um, stuff like that. Uh, join, uh, get in touch with organizations like the Black Cultural Archives. 
there's a massive it's a massive um, resource for black British history for over a thousand years in our contribution mm -hmm. here in this country um, so there are resources it's a case of tapping in and the other thing is not to ask black people to do the emotional labor I think that's the key thing um. Briefly explain for our listeners what is taking part. Uh, okay, so taking part is the creative engagement part of the building that works in, with communities. It's split into three strands. So we work with young people um, outside of education um, up to the age of 25. We work with young people inside education. Um, and that's our learning strand. And then we also work with Neighbour Theatre, which is all 25 plus. All of our work is uh, majority focused on Lambeth and Southwark as the main boroughs that we advocate for. Um, but also we are open to anyone who doesn't have a fixed address. Um, and we then spread out into South London. A majority of the work I think is providing, you know, creative learning, training and development opportunities. Um, for people who are professionals, but also people who never thought that they'd ever be a part of the career industry or the bubble that they're in. So the most important thing for me when I think about theatre is it being a space where you feel like it should be for you. Um, and brought a friend here who lives really locally and is, doesn't know that this place exists and she can have access to free tickets. She can be a part of maybe a theatre company and she's into kind of creative stuff as well. And it's, I think those are the things where that, that's what becomes important, is the people who are living locally should have it first because that's their home, you know, like your home church. Mm. I kind of see it in the same context, it should be your home theatre. And it should be accessible for everyone. And if you decide it's not for you, that's okay. Yeah. But you should know that if you want to, you can. And if you are interested, it should be available to you. One last question, because you've been so amazing and we are both, I think, like overjoyed that we stopped you and we're talking to you right now. What are your hopes for the future? Or what would you like the future to look like? Well, from my point of view, I always, I often feel quite overwhelmed by global events. Things are outside my control and my hope and my philosophy on life really is to work on my own sphere of influence and hope that that has a ripple effect. In other words, that if you try and be the best version of yourself, do good amongst the people that you come into contact with, that maybe that will ripple outwards and so there will be a quiet revolution of good to counteract all the negative stuff that's going on. All I would add to that, because I feel the same way, is that every generation, there is a lot of hope. And then something happens. So what I'm hoping is, is that with each generation that comes up, that they have the resilience to keep on pushing through the different things that come in their way. Politics, global issues, policies, all sorts of different things. Technology is a big one. Um, and that they have the support they need. Because we were just talking about how, you know, our concerns for the younger generations coming up behind us and it, how important it is for them to have support. But that support actually does come from us older ones as well. So 
that's my hope for the future, that people would also be able to see with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. And worldviews will mean that people's interpretations are different, but we also live in our own kind of like existence as well. So yeah, so, so whether you feel that you're here to contribute or you're here to support or you're here on the planet to be the bee worker and do the work, whatever feels authentic to you that you feel like, or any, anybody, old or young feels that they have the support to press her head with that even when it's tiring even when it's heavy even when they're obstructed and even if they're kind of like sad or depressed or feel like giving up thank you thank you so much wow, guys honestly so, i feel lovely. really inspired after that black but with brown skin is there any winning put in a box and boxes galore, who exactly am I fitting in these things for? Within myself I know the answer, my soul is contorted no longer. Masculine and feminine vibes encompass all areas of my life. Creator, writer, cousin, daughter, the list of who I am chops, changes and alters. As I find myself turning on this globe, no one identity can leave me striking just one pose. So create a box, I will not get in. I create my identity, trust me, there will never be a specific box I fit in. Thank you for listening to Journeys, the podcast. For more information about taking part at the Young Vic, you can check us out on our website on www.youngvic.org forward slash taking hyphen part. Or you can see us on Twitter at YV Taking Part.